Hey guys, welcome to 312 for You, Chicago Sports Podcast, hosted by GK and EJ. Here for episode three is me, George Colavos, and my co host. Hey guys, uh, it's Everett Haley. Today's sponsor is Tempo Cafe, located in the Gold Coast of downtown Chicago at the corner of Chestnut and State. Tempo has been around for many, many years and is just what you're looking for, whether it's breakfast or lunch or a 3 a.m. snack. They've got it all, from famous skillets and pancakes. To deluxe sandwiches, Tempo is now open for takeout and outdoor patio seating. Sounds good to me. George, have you been recently? I have. It's good. Everything is it's just like it was if you were actually there. Go sit outside. It's beautiful. Yeah. So, you know, with restaurants now opening up, everything's coming back to normal. You know, great, great for business. It really is. Okay, so, guys. Uh, today's podcast, we're going to be talking about the NBA, um, uh, about the NBA's return um, to finishing off the season. We're going to discuss some key matchups, how everything is going to go down uh, with the twenty-two teams returning, and give some predictions. Yeah, so we finally got a yes from the NBA on a return date. And the rules are really weird, so we're going to go and explain that for you guys. And then, yeah, like he said, give predictions and such. So what we know is that all teams are going to arrive to the Disney World Resort in Orlando, Florida, July 7th. They're going to stay there, prepare, train for a couple weeks for an eight-game slate starting July 31st. And 22 teams will be coming um, to Orlando uh, nine of them being from the East, so the top nine teams. Uh, the, the one team that's being the nine seed uh, is the Wizards, and the top 13 teams from the West. Um, the other five from the nine to 13 seed in the West are Portland, New Orleans, Sacramento, San Antonio, and Phoenix. So the, those teams, everyone will be playing eight games to determine seeding. Although it's still unclear if those eight games will, um, if those will be added on as regular season games, or if the seeding will just be based on those eight, uh, those eight games. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure those nine through thirteen in the West are all like two games back from the playoff spot, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a tight one over there. Mm-hmm. The Wizards uh, in the East right now are five and a half games back of Orlando for the eighth seed. Now, you might be thinking, okay, if they're five and a half games back and you only have eight games to play, not really a good chance to get that eight seed. But a new rule, the the, one of the new rules added to this uh, new format is that um, for the eighth seed to advance into the playoffs, they would have to be um, at least four games uh, ahead, four games or more ahead of the ninth seed. So if I'll give you an example. So let's say Orlando is is only two games ahead of Washington. Um, they would play in a play in match or matches. So Orlando would need to win only one game to move on. But if but if Washington wins two games in a row, they would take the eighth seed. Yeah, I kind of like that. It's like playoffs before the playoffs. That's kind yeah, of cool. I, I think I like it too. But one thing I was thinking, you know, let's say in the West, because because the um because Washington is the the only 
uh, team yeah. that currently isn't in the playoffs. So let's say in the West that Portland and New Orleans are less than four games back of Memphis. Would would Portland and New Orleans play a game to decide who would play Memphis to get the A seed? Um, what really what's the tiebreaker in that situation? So I think the NBA still has some clarifying to do on that, but I do like the format. Yeah, there's still a lot that they're gonna need to do that's still up in the air, and that'll leave a lot of franchises like kind of wondering what position they'll be in come after these eight games. Hopefully, they address it before they start playing. I think they will. Yeah, yeah, they should. If not, there'll be a lot of scrutiny and controversy surrounding it all. Yeah, I, I think it's good for the NBA. Um, seeing the NHL move so quickly with their format, I think it was smart for the NBA to try and pick up the pace. Even if right now, I don't think any, I don't think everything is set in stone, but just to give teams a basis and fans of what this, uh, what, what the season moving forward is going to look like. Yeah, and after all that happens, we'll have a normal playoff just like we're used to. The one and eight, the two and seven, three and six, four and five on each side, and best yep. of seven series. Yep, all games, all games are seven series, seven games long. So, I, I think looking forward now, um, I don't know how the eight games will be formatted, um, if we discussed earlier, but I think the NBA uh has done a great job in trying to make this uh season move as normal as possible. Yeah, they have a lot of, like, weird rulings since there's nobody that's actually going to have home court advantage. They they listed out a couple of different things for, quote-unquote, the home team. So they can deliver their hardwood floor from their actual stadium in that's whatever cool. city. That's, that's kind of cool. cool. It's kind of weird. Um, the home team gets an extra timeout per half and an extra coach's challenge, and they also designate a player a seven, seven flowers before they're out of the game. Which oh, is okay. kind of weird. It's like kind of cheating. Not cheating, but it's unfair. It gives them an advantage. Yeah, it's yeah. such an advantage. Just, I, I think, you know, really Orlando is like the only, like, quote-unquote home team. Because, you know, they're playing at Disney World. But, you know, I think I think the court is enough. I don't think giving teams more advantages. I, I don't. I, yeah, I they're already at an advantage because they're the better team. Why yeah, give them extra things? Yeah, I don't think. Think you need that? Another thing I heard, um, not necessarily for for home court advantage, but that um, the NBA might implement crowd sounds from 2K or sound effects. Oh yeah, I saw I that. Like that. That's you like cool. that? That's I funny. don't like that. That's funny. You got Christmas after Curry. Now <laughs> Warriors aren't in there, but if it's Christmas, I think that's funny. I think that's cool. Uh, I I kind of want them to be mic'd up, like how the NFL players were saying. Like, It'd be cool oh, to hear the sounds nice. and like yeah. them calling out screen and this and hearing the coaches. And, yeah, I don't they know. Should have, um, they should have like the, the the PG network and then where you can hear the guys talk trash too. That, yeah, that'd be interesting to hear. So after all that, the draft is set for October fifteenth. The season shouldn't, and the season next season should start December first. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna start a little later, but we have to adapt in times like these. Yeah, moving forward. That'll probably be the nor- the new normal now, the NBA starting in December. I don't think they'll try to move back um, in later years to the normal start time we see in October. I think NBA just starts in October, right? Yeah, it does around Halloween. Yeah. I think, well, you know, I think as long as there's basketball, who cares what month it is? Yeah. And speaking on the draft, um, so the lottery – 
So the six teams that don't qualify for the playoffs, the well, Bulls. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll join the other eight, the Bulls, like like teams like the Bulls into the draft lottery. But the the odds will be determined on the team's uh, regular season record through March 11. So those eight games that they played. Um, won't count. Yeah, won't count. Which is good. I, I like Yeah, because it give them extra losses. Yeah, and gives um, other teams a disadvantage or an advantage. I'm thinking that the East stays the same regarding the playoffs. I think Washington, they're not going to play in. But on the other, other side, what do you think is going to happen? Well, actually, I, I think if Washington if Washington is able to close within four games, um, you know, Orlando is four zero against the Wizards this season. So, like you said, I don't think there. I don't think much will change. But let's say Orlando moves up and and the Nets move down. The Wizards are two zero against the Nets this season as well. So that could possibly be a good matchup to see. But if there if there is no change, I think Orlando will probably move on. Like you said. Yeah, and what about in the West? In the West, I really like the Pelicans to to move up and steal the eighth seed. From really? um, from the Grizzlies, yeah. You know, looking at the past, at the at the end of the when the when the season ended or or was cut short, Zion and Lonzo created a, some really good chemistry. Zion was averaging twenty six points, uh, two assists, and six boards a game, and Lonzo was averaging fifteen seven and eight. And another stat I saw: Lonzo averages about three assists to Zion a game. That's third most of any duo in the league. I think their their chemistry building and with a young core with Jackson Hayes as well and Drew Holiday kick, veteran yeah, leadership. Drew Holiday, yeah, you kick out to JJ for the three. I think that that could be a really good team at the eight seed. And then who who's the one seed right now, George? The Lakers. The Lakers. LeBron versus Zion. Guys traded all that. That's just so many storylines right there. I that would yeah. I think that's what that the matchup. NBA wants too. That's why yeah. they're giving the Pelicans such a chance. How about you? What 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 matchup or teams do you like in the West? Well, I think in the West, I think Portland will get that eighth seed just because Dame he, he wants it. Mm-hmm. He wants that. This is his chance. I think this is probably his greatest chance to to get a championship. Yeah, I think the top seven stay the same. Maybe just like shaking up with seeding a little bit. And how everything pans out. But the Pelicans team, like you said, they're really strong. And also the other rookie, Ja and the Grizzlies, they were on a run in the second half before this pandemic. Yeah, they were doing well. I think it would be interesting. You get a for if there's a play in for well, between Memphis and New, and Orleans. New Orleans. That, that would be that's who wins rookie of the year. That <laughs> I think well, I, I still think Ja will win, but yeah, that will for sure you know raise some arguments for rookie of the year, like you said. Yeah. Um recently we had a poll up on our Instagram in which we asked whether the Bucks or the Lakers are more favorable to win the whole thing. The results were fifty eight percent Lakers to the Bucks forty two percent. So our followers lean more towards the Lakers. What about you? Who do you think's your favorite? I, I would have to go with the Bucks. I think. I just think, you know, both, both teams are sound um, defensively and, and offensively. But I, I looked at a stat, and when LeBron is either not playing or not on the court, you know, the Lakers are close to last in points per game and overall scoring. So I think, you know, if, if Giannis can control LeBron, if, if they match up against each other, which will probably – Match up against AD, but if if really if 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 the Bucks 
if they meet in the finals, if they can control LeBron, I think they would have a better chance of winning. And I think Giannis coming off last year's disappointment and losing to Toronto in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think he's really determined to, to get the chip this year. Yeah, you? I'm going to have to agree with you. I think, I think it'll be Lakers and, the, and Bucks in the finals as well. And I'm going to take the more solidified team in the Bucks and back-to-back MVP Giannis. And you just took all the words out of my mouth. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd have to go with the Bucks. But it was interesting seeing, you know, our, our, our viewers pick the Lakers overall, but it was very even in voting, or close to being even. It was pretty close, yeah. Now, I think that's how the series would be. I, I could see it going seven games. I, I hope it goes seven. But, you know, it might, but it might be interesting – uh, who would get? I think I think the Bucks would. They would get the home court advantage. So yeah, not like that said, it matters, but well, yeah, but but it might. Oh, there's the, the extra with the, fouls. With the yeah, new rulings and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how it plays out because that might give some teams who are really you know going into a series might not have a big advantage, but that but them having the home court that might help them. So, with this extra foul, this is just like a side note, who would you give it to if you were the coach? Would you give it to your best defensive player or your best player overall? I think that really – I think that depends on the team, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, you know, this is going to be cliche, but I think defense wins championships. You have that extra foul. You can, you can be a little more aggressive on the defensive end, whether it be drawing – trying to draw a charge or getting a steal, I, I think you'd give it to probably your best defensive player. And let's say in the Bucks case, you'd probably give it to Giannis, I think. Yeah. And I think on the Clippers, you'd give it to Kawhi. Lakers, probably LeBron. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that – and, and um, you said an extra coach's challenge as well. Yeah. I haven't really seen them use coach's challenge yeah, as much in the I, NBA. I, I think it's a good – I think it was good for them to to put that into the league. Um, but, I mean, you know, you never know how things will play out. I think that, you know, that, that will help as well, though. Yeah. Another matchup that I'm hoping that we'll end up seeing uh, is Philly against Miami in the East. Right now, Philly is the sixth seed and Miami the fourth. So the Pacers are the fifth seed right now, but they're – they're the Philly and Indiana. They have the same record, so they're really tied. Uh, I don't know how the Pacers. I don't know what the tiebreaker is, but they they currently hold it. If we could see another uh, Sixers Miami matchup, just with um, with Jimmy leaving to Miami, and you've you've seen some of the games season. You know they they were they they got chipped. They're good. Two very good teams. Um, with young talent, I, th- I think that would be a really good series to watch in the East. And the winner of that would likely play Milwaukee, which that would that would make another great matchup as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you. That's another great one. And then the other side, the 4-5, Utah and Oklahoma, they yeah. both are solid, solid teams all around. One with Chris Paul, one with Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, I, I think Chris Paul has done – a great job with this team this season, trying to lead them. You know, people people counted OKC out this year. They gave that they thought they're going to be yeah, you know, even I did. They thought they're going to be uh, you know laughing stock of the West, just just kind of in a they really don't know their identity if they're if they're a rebuilding team if they're just kind of really really they didn't know their identity. But coming in, you know, at the fifth seed, you know they could they could cause some havoc as well. 
They could. They're solid all around. Chris Paul, Shai Gilgis Alexander's had a tremendous year. Danilo, Steven Adams. Yeah, they're only two and a half games back of Denver for the three seed. And if if Houston stays at six and um, OKC moves to three, I could I could see OKC winning that series against Houston. Really, I think that would be a good matchup as well. You know, Chris Paul coming back to play against the Rockets. I think. OKC is very sound defensively. If you shut down Harden and they're in their small ball team identity, I think I think OKC could beat them. Yeah. Um, who do you think's a very key player to uh to a team in each respective conference? I gotta think about this. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Joel in, in Philly. I think his ability to score is gonna be big for them. And defensively, if really if he can hold it down defensively and start start a fast break, get in the rebound, pass it up to Ben Simmons. I think he's he's the key to them moving on in the East. How about you? Yeah, like you said, I was going to say Kemba in the East. It'll be his first time on like a big contending team, and we all know Tatum on that team can score. But if Kemba can stay healthy and play as great as we all know he is, I think the Celtics, they already are a threat, but they become a real threat yeah. to the Bucks in the East. I love Tatum. I think he's going to be really good. In yeah, he's I so think smooth. He's, I mean, he's he's great now, but he I think is. His his ceiling is through the roof. What about you? He reminds me of KD. Yeah, in the West, we all know Kawhi can just turn it on like his robotic self and just win now. Now he's got Paul George. The Clippers, we can't count him out when we're talking about contenders, but I think a key player is just Ja on the Grizzlies. I know they're not in the playoffs yet, but just what he's done, carrying them, and it, it could be his first time in the playoffs as well, and if he can score, facilitate, and lead them into the playoffs, that'll be pretty special. Yeah, um, he, he, they're going to have to count on him to really, I think I think it's in the best interest of the Grizzlies, Grizzlies to avoid that play-in series because you're going to be, you're probably likely going to be going up against a team in Portland with CJ and Dame, the, that leadership, and you know, they, they've been in this situation well, not exactly the situation, but a playoff situation before. Yeah. <laughs> and I really don't think, you know, I, I would have to say, like I said earlier, Lonzo and Zion on New Orleans. I think their their ability um, to play complement each other's game, I think that can take them a long way as well. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right, that's it for this episode. Um. We want you guys to start sending in questions to our Instagram DM that you'd like us to answer. We'd answer it next week at the end of each episode, and we'll keep that going. And also, if you'd like to be featured in an episode, you can contact one of us. If you have our Snapchat, you can Instagram DM the account as well. Yep. Keep keep sending more questions, like George said, and keep commenting on the page. You know, We love to see that, that you guys are involved and listening. Um, send us more polls as well. We want to see what, what your guys' opinions are. What are... What who are what team are you looking at in the playoffs uh, for the NBA or NHL? So keep keep sending us uh, your feedback. And next week we have a treat for you guys. Uh, we have a special guest joining the show to discuss um, the MLB and baseball. We'll release that to you guys uh, during the week. Uh, but for now, everyone have a great weekend. The weather's nice, so go outside, shoot the ball around, George. Yeah, that's it. Have fun. Enjoy the weather. Stay safe. All right. See you guys. Make sure you you let people know that 312 is for you.